Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus 66, live from MWLUG 2011. If someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be? This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. This Week in Lotus is proud to be sponsored by Sonos. Sonos allows you to stream all the music on Earth wirelessly in any room. With a big sound from the latest Play 3 player in a compact size and at a price you've never seen before, just $299 per unit. Control it wirelessly with your Android or iOS device. Get free two-day shipping with a special promo code available only from This Week in Lotus. Go to thisweekinlotus.com slash Sonos for more information. Alright, so live from NWLUG, we have This Week in Lotus. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is This Week in Lotus. I have no idea how many. I think it's 66, I think. Everyone's nodding, so we'll go with 66. If it's not, we'll, we'll fit one in or we'll delete one from the website. Um, my name is Darren Duke. I am your host this week for This Week in Lotus. Um, thank you. This, this is a weird This Week in Lotus. It's a live one from a log. Um, and if you hear people eating, that is okay. We're doing this during lunch, so you might hear people burping, um, <laughs> knives and forks. People say, oh, this is a yogurt. So you get used to that. Um, so this week we have our panel we have live. Uh, we, first off, we have Mr. Greg Eldred. Hello. Do you want to tell us a bit about who you work for and that you suit with the MW Lug? Well, I'd, I'd like to first start by saying Darren has asked me several times to be on the podcast, but because the only way I use Skype is for IM, I don't understand this, you know, headphone talking thing, <laughs> but this is the only way he could probably get me on it. Even though last year I did win a Plantronics headset, it's still in the box. So. I think that means Greg's giving away a Plantronics headset to anybody <laughs> that wants it. Um, next up, Mr. Ray Billick. Hey, how's everyone doing? Um, my name is Ray Billick. I'm an administrator at a mid at a bank that is headquartered in Texas, but does a lot of work in the Midwest. And Fair. I live in Michigan. And that, uh, our first two guests are twill virgins, so be nice to them. They've never been on before. <laughs> and last up, we have a return contributor, Mr. Mike McGarrow. Welcome, Mike. Hello, everybody. I'm a developer with a company called Zarnowski. We're an exhibit trade services company, and I've been working with XPages for a while, and for this uh, conference, I was one of the judges for the XPages design contest. All right. Yay. Yeah. Thank, 
Thank you to our guests. Oh, okay. So this 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 user group has a significant tilt towards the word social, um, and it's more than just a, a hat tip. It actually does seem to be that way. We had a very very impressive presentation from LinkedIn at the beginning, uh, the open general session. Um, so I was just wondering if our panel could go down one at a time and maybe say what does social mean to you, and maybe how has it exposed you, hopefully for the better, <laughs> um, in, in, in the world. Greg, do you want to kick it off? Um, hmm. Well, I think the, the big thing is that um, I was uh, a lurker on the blogs that you see out on Planet Lotus, and it took me a little while before I started actually contributing to it. And then um, through a little happy coincidence, I started commenting quite frequently on Tom Duff's book reviews. And it was at that point where Tom said, you know, if you're sitting there trying to figure out content on your blog, you read about as much as I do, start posting your book reviews on there. And um, that was great advice. One thing led to another. And uh, now I get free books from any publisher I'm looking for. I got, uh, you know... Um, First-time authors seeking me out and wanting my silly opinion on their book, which is kind of cool. Um, and, and that was like uh, a defining moment, I think, that I never thought that, you know, sitting there writing a blog would open up these doors to things that are non-Lotus um, specific. And it does, and it's very cool. And then with the social aspect of it, I learn more about individuals like you that are out there that are tweeting and stuff. So when I sit down at any particular table and, I don't know, John Head's out there, I can have a conversation about something more on a personal level with him than just say, oh, John, what do you do? Um, I saw you had a tweet on XYZ last week, and then we can have a conversation about that. So, so, like, Greg, I understand you had a horny goat last night. Uh, yes, I did. I had uh, <laughs> a couple horny goats, actually. Yeah, you definitely had to follow Twitter to get that uh, comment in the opening general session. And like David said during you know, his LinkedIn presentation, there was no context to that. So when I'm sitting up here, I have to give you the context. And that also explains why my tweets are never linked to LinkedIn or Facebook, because they're always out of context. <laughs> right. Um, I, I think the, the biggest part of uh, the social environment for me is the, the idea of meeting people and knowing people that uh, I've never met before. Uh, like Greg, I, I basically started out by uh, putting out a blog of my own at one time and just tweeting and, and tweeting and blogging about uh, different aspects of the Lotus environment that I was working in and some you know gotchas I had found and some problems I was having and before I knew it people were responding with you know tips tricks of their own and it kind of grew into this this idea of this family and this community that uh, I'm a big part of and when I don't get to go to things like Lotusphere one particular year instead of you know just it ending up uh, in, in the wilderness out there I get people actually saying well let's see what we can do to get you down there um, I was actually a booth babe one year just simply because of the fact that I didn't I have a way to go. <laughs> I got my mankini on as we speak. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh. I can never unsee that in my mind's eye now. It's a sight to behold. Um, so it, it's it, the, the idea of being a, a social environment, especially in, in a lug, uh, it, it really extends to um, meeting people. It extends to the idea that 
every one of us have our, our own little personal agendas that we come into, and we're sharing that information. And I think that at the end of the day, that's what being social is all about, especially in, in this community. And, and, and Stuart McIntyre is obviously not here. He's on his extended vacation, which he takes mm, 50 one weeks a year. So I'm going to channel him. I'm going to channel Stuart McIntyre as we speak. So hold on. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> wow, that's uh, scary. <laughs> and, and Mr. Mike McGowell. For me, and when we're talking social and if we're talking social media, I, I, I started thinking Twitter. For me, Twitter actually started with the Lotus Nose campaign when they wanted comments, and I said, well, I could write slogans like that, and it's nice. And I wrote <laughs> short things like that, and some were serious, some weren't. But that, that got me started. Then I started following all the people in the Lotus world, and it just brought a sense of friendship, the, the immediacy of it I really like. You kind of know what's happening now. You kind of feel like you're with them a little bit. And, that, and that's really a big plus, and that's what's great with the Lugs and Lotus Sphere, just being with the people. Because it's such a great community. And it, and it keeps that going around all year long. Absolutely. <laughs> Again. Um, I mean, and, and that, I mean that, that goes to the idea. I didn't meet Mike in person until I, I started reading his tweets. And it was, it was through a, a shared friendship that I had with someone else that, that I met Mike. And I met Greg and then found out that we had a fondness for... Uh, uh, beers and we find, you know it's it's just that community now I, you know, I consider these people my friends and that's part of why I'm here is to meet up with my friends and see what we're doing in person see if anybody shaved their head or anything <laughs> or painted themselves blue and I've had I've had more than one person come up to me and say hi I'm so and so I'm this Twitter handle and I go oh I, I know who you are because we've replied to each other or or something with that so that's really good. I mean, and, and, I, and I do have a suggestion for, for things like Lugs and, and anyone that manages uh, a Lotusphere is, is start putting Twitter IDs on the badges because a lot of people have esoteric yeah. Twitter IDs like Redhead47. You're like, <laughs> what's Bruce? Well, not really. But. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so it makes it a lot easier. You look at someone's name and you don't recognize him, but you do recognize Greyhawk68. You're like, oh, that's John Rowling. Right. And you kind of put them together. And I just think that would be a, a pretty good idea. Um, and then the other thing I find interesting is today we've been hearing about the, 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 the 25 and younger generation not having email IDs. And I think it's interesting that an entire room of people here pretty much build, built a Lotus user group just by using social connections, not the product connections, but social connections. And so I, I don't think it's necessarily, the social is not just a realm for the youngsters who don't have email addresses or, as someone pointed out earlier, jobs. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's just intriguing for me to see, see how that happens. And like you said, you, you walk up to someone that you've never met, you've never actually physically met in real life, yet you know a whole lot about them. And, and I'm sorry about that. I really shouldn't post some of the stuff that I post. <laughs> um, so the other thing about that, this is, is the, the, the sense of community. And what I want to do is I want to give a round of applause to everyone here because today we were able to give $1,000 to, who was it, the... Feed America. The, the Feed America group, and they were able to take that $1,000 and multiply it by five meals a dollar or something like that, uh, and, and turn that into, into, into thousands of meals for, for, for needy families, and I think that's an excellent thing, and I want to applaud. So is that kudos? Uh, that's kudos. Yes, kudos to everybody. 
So, I said people were either going to volunteer or be press-ganged. So, does anyone have a question for the panel, or preferably for Lisa, because she would love to talk. For, <laughs> I love to for, talk. For, for like i got a microphone. So, does so anyone have, have a question? question? Oh, what about your number one fan back here? Oh. <laughs> Right. I thought you were my number one fan, Lisa. No, not anymore. We've been married too long. Mary. Do you have a question for the panel? Um, how long have you been listening to the podcast? Okay, I, we didn't hear that. How long have you been, um, I guess, producing the podcast and, and oh, listening to it? Too long. So here's a tip. Right? We're using the tips at the end, but I'm going to give a tip now. Don't do a weekly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a killer. And I must give, right, so Stuart really does all the heavy lifting. I just turn up and spout crap most of the time. So all of, all of the hard work of his podcast is, is Stuart McIntyre. And I would suggest that if you're in the mood to give, go out to Amazon.com, find his gift, gift list, and send him a gift. Uh, he, he really does put in a whole lot of hours to do this. Um, so we've been, I think we've been doing the podcast for 66 weeks, uh, which is a, a long time. I never thought we'd get to 66. I thought we'd win out of steam after like half an episode. And, and it turns out if you get six people on the Skype chat, they can, they can talk for hours. We have uh, another question. Oh, yeah. Well, talking okay. for hours. I'm just going to jump over you. Okay. So, all right. And this is, uh, again, another one of your... Uh, can, we, listeners. can you give your name and company if you are allowed to give your company? Sure. My name is R.F. Jaffer. I work for uh, DelightTools.Cova. And uh, sorry, my question is, uh, Darren, I listen to you on uh, TWO. I, I say almost every week, um, but what company do you actually work for? <laughs> 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 this has been a running theme along with kudos on the podcast for a while. Um, I actually work for a company called Simplified Technology Solutions, a.k.a. STS, out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Lisa take the rest of that. Yeah, and uh, we do administration mostly, upgrades, some development. No, it's Domino historically, but also same time, quicker connections. And we are building a social practice. So this is part of why we were really interested, even though we're not in the Midwest, in coming to MW Lug because we saw that there was such a strong social theme. So thank you. The check is in the mail. <laughs> Any other questions? Carlos has a question. He's going to come up with one by the time I get over to him. How, how about, how awesome is it, Darren, to get to work with Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> so in 2011, panel and Darren, what, um, what strides have you guys made in social business, if any, and what impact has it had on your individual brands? Ooh, good question. Mike, do you want to start with you? Uh, ooh. Okay, my company is just starting, or the company I work for, it's not mine, uh, just, just started <laughs> go, going into Twitter, just a little bit on Twitter uh, website. We're not really doing that much in social. Our, our employees, our salespeople really are just um, talking. It's, it's, it's more of a face-to-face -face contact sort of thing. So we haven't really done anything with that. Uh, um, internally, we've been trying to drive... So on our intranet, we're up, updating it, trying to get people more involved with, um, with with putting more things online, putting information about themselves online. But it, it's it's a culture change that hasn't happened yet. So, so what about your personal brand? Because oh, all right. take, take it from that aspect. But from a personal, um, from a personal point of view, I think it. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I finally got on Facebook. Just last few months because I finally said, oh, this is sticking around. I better get on there. <laughs> and um, I know it's, it's really helped in terms of making friends and just and, and keeping up. I mean, that's... 
planted and, and meeting new people and getting ex, kind of getting exposed to new ideas and, and, um, and different opinions and, and different viewpoints out there, Th- things I wouldn't normally have in the business world, being stuck at my desk just, just writing code. Yeah. It really gives me a really great look at the outside world. Absolutely and excellent. <laughs> uh, uh, Ray, have anything added to that? Um, in, in my organ, my, the company I work for, uh, it's it's just starting to get into the the social media uh, realm of things. Uh, we have uh, some senior level executives that are starting to look at Twitter as not just a platform for talking to each other and asking where everyone wants to go for lunch, but more as an idea. That's what sometimes for exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, they they're starting to use uh, um, social. Uh, media as a, as a way to uh, acknowledge who they are and actually provide additional information and, and get people feeding into some of the other things that uh, um, the organization does, like going to the website and things like that. Uh, they're also seeing it now as more of a way to, for a cu- from a customer service perspective. Um, it, it prime example that I, I've seen used that, that works is uh, uh, for Comcast. Uh, Comcast, you know, was seeing people complain about their their product on social media, and so they built this Comcast Cares mm-hmm. uh, Twitter ID that they use to kind of feedback to, okay, what's your problem? How does that work? And our organization's starting to look at that now. My my personal brand, it this, it's to me, it's a way to uh, garner information from other people, and I've I've been using it pretty extensively as as more of a, a additional search tool for for people who have had. Uh, problems, tips and tricks and things like that. It's also interesting to see uh, how the people in, in the Lotosphere uh, uh, balloon or bubble uh, interact and, and work with each other, uh, seeing people move from organization to organization and to see um, um, other people kind of merge. Uh, group, for example, you know, it, it, the, the acquisitions they've made over the years um, you know, been able to follow that, and the people who who uh, joined their organization uh, just been uh, kind of unreal. So that's that's how I've been using it. Yeah, Greg. I'd have to um, agree with Ray on the uh, personal brand side. I think that the way things are going now, the chances of you being at the same organization for thirty or forty years are slim and none. Mm-hmm. And when it comes time for those pink slips to come down and you're out there looking for a job, the only thing you've got is your personal brand. So you go out to places like LinkedIn now while you still have a job and you can and you com, um, contribute to the forums and the questions and the discussions out there in addition to um, maybe bringing up a small blog or something. So that way when you're started to looking for another job and a, a guy like myself sits there and goes, well, what is there to know about Darren Duke? And I Google Darren Duke and I'm like, holy crap, the guy's contributing to, you know, these nine different things and he's added these kind of questions stuff. Wow, he really does know a lot about X, Y, or Z, it makes a very easy decision whether or not, or not to hire them. And then you also find out who his friends are. And at that point, you're like, no, we're not going to hire them. <laughs> Don't forget the pictures. Right, forget oh, the, the pictures. pictures, yes. Hey, I, I got a card order against them. Most of them are now blocked. Most of the picture be removed. And, and I want to echo that. Um, as, as far as a, as, as a personal brand goes, mine is irrevocably trashing after Guinnesses, irrevocably tied to my company's identification. Uh, And what I will say is, everyone likes to talk about social media, but still, the the web was the original real social media, and and a blog is still a permanent fixture 
to the interwebs, thank, thanks to Google caching, that, that people can find about you. Um, and it, it's reduced our sales cycle massively because now I'm able to, we, instead of them saying, why should we trust you? Why should we trust that STS can do what they say we do? We just send them a couple of blog posts with links on exactly to do what they wanted to do. And that takes, that, that, that shortens our sales cycle. I cannot remember the last time we had to send a resume to a client. And, and that speaks volumes for what a social, socially active business and socially active individuals can do. Because the truth of the matter is, now that we have things like LinkedIn, people don't hire because of resumes, they hire because of relationships. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, I would say, plus it shows you have a history in here too. Yes. I mean, you're not just right. all of a sudden, oh, I'm here, I can solve your problems. It, it, you, I've yeah. been doing this a long time. Yes, it's, it, it is, it, yeah, exactly right. It's, it's, it's not just a resume I created yesterday. Right. It's, it's a long-standing relationship with me and whoever, maybe zero readers, but again, if, if they can't find you, they can't hire you. Right. Exactly. Right. And we have another question. From a promenition, maybe? Yeah, this is John Schultz with Promenic.net. And I, I want to understand, what is the use case of social internally for small businesses, for companies that have 10 or 25 or 50 people? You kind of get it when you have hundreds or thousands across different locations, but how do you use this, you know, when you're 10 people or 25 people? Uh, what's your opinion on that? Uh, is Lisa going to answer that? Yeah, I'll actually take a stab at that, and then I do want to open it up as well. I know at Simplified Technology Solutions, we rolled out connections very, very early in the product's existence, and we found, again, for us internally, profiles not as useful as it is at IBM because... If I want to know if somebody does something, I just, you know, shout at Darren and <laughs> tell him he needs to go learn it real quick over the weekend. But um, what we did find really useful within the Connections product as a small company, obviously the status updates, sort of the Twitter equivalent, having that within our organization, there are times when there are things that we want to communicate internally. We found that very useful. Um, obviously instant messaging, which we never used until we hired an ex-IBMer. And then we said, oh, this is how you use it. So <laughs> once we had somebody that was familiar with how to use it, we started using that more and more internally. That same time, not connections. But another piece of connections that we do find really useful um, are the what they used to call dog ear. They're now called bookmarks. So to be able to get a link, save it, find it later, es share it with the whole team, that was very useful. Especially IBM links, because they make no sense to any human being on the planet. Yeah. So you have to save them somewhere. Yeah, so once you find some great white paper on the IBM website, you want to make sure that you save that link, because you may never find it again. So <laughs> that's another one. Does anybody on the panel have an example for more of a smaller organization, how some of these social tools are helpful internally? I know uh, my for, my former employer um, was was a training company, and we used we used it actually within the classroom itself. We had you know same time minimized in the corner, so as you know problems and questions came up that we didn't have the answer to, we had access to the the brain trust of everyone in the organization, albeit you know all six of us that that were able to kind of respond, and we were able to solve even, even like little crazy things like billing issues or uh, scheduling just. On the fly, so it worked out really great for us. And, and also, John, specifically to answer your question, um, we, we find it very useful to use things like quicker places or wikis 
to document standard operating procedures. So when X happens, do Y, and you will fix X. And, and that today, that's locked in some individual's brain, and we can't get it out. And even in 25-person companies, you will find an awful lot of silos where that happens. And, and God forbid Darren happens to be in Milwaukee release, and one of, one of the same time servers goes down, or, or the, the world would end. But all they have to do is log into one of the wikis and figure out which server it is, what do we need to do, what do we need to reboot. And that gets that, gets that information out to the rest of my people. Um, come on, I guess. Uh, this is Bernie. I'm with Meta Technology. Uh, we are a small organization. As a matter of fact, um, I believe, my firm believe, is that the small organization can benefit from social better than, more than the big guys could. I'll give you an example. Uh, we're talking about world is flat and all that good stuff. So as a small organization, we really can't do everything our customer asks us to do. We always have to reach out to our partners, to external people who can handle that. So for a project coming in, it could be large or small projects coming in, we leverage the social collaboration tools available, and I'm, I'm picking this particular one, Lotus Life, to, tools that I'm using. And those really reach, allows me to reach out to partners that I don't have in my pocket, in my own, in my own uh, employee list uh, over there. But using social collaboration, they can reach into me, look at my files in a particular uh, project basis. And I think those are fantastic tools. Um, you know, now I'm able to pull a project together within one month. Before, it was like three to six months to pull a project together. So to answer your question, a long, long answer to your short question, I guess, I think <laughs> social collaboration, social media tools are much more important to small organizations, really, than, than to even the big ones. And Mr. John Head. So, I have another question, a very serious question. So when somebody finally documents our community, okay, and makes the movie, <laughs> what actor is going to play you in that role? Oh. <laughs> and not, not who you want, but who best? Angelina Jolie should play me. No, no, who's that, the guy from... Not play with you, play you. Oh, thank you for that distinction. Oh, controversial. Darren, who's the actor from Hartlepool, which is the town in England where you're from? What's that guy's Guy Pierce. Is that, is that our nominee? He's, he's technically Australian, but yes, he would be a good... He's good, Australian? Well, he, he grew up in Australia, but he was born in the same town I grew up in. I think so, that's so as guy, close guy as we're going to get. And so, Greg Eldred, in, in a movie... <laughs> Who would play you? I'd have to go with Mike Myers. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, there you go. I like that one. Thank you. Mr. Ray? Um, I, I, I think uh, actually based on the fact that by the time it becomes a movie, this guy's career will probably be zero. I'm going to say Bruce Willis. <laughs> you got the same hair, do you? Yeah, same hair, huh? uh, Mike? Uh, I don't... Hmm... Actually, I look a lot like Weird Al Yankovic. If I, <laughs> back when I had a mustache, that, I was a dead ringer. So I don't know. Uh, Movie-wise, I don't know. John, who would play you? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Who would play? Uh, when I was a child, I looked like Michael J. Fox quite a bit. Hmm. And then that diverged at about the age. Oh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Garner would play me because she seems like somebody I could be friends with. A lot of these actresses are completely out of it, so I'll take Jennifer Garner. Okay, I, 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 that was actually not a bad question. And I think That's in this movie, the turtle would star as himself. <laughs> no doubt about that. So, all right, Darren, uh, I hate to interrupt you, but that's kind of what, you do? what I do all the time. Um, we're actually out of time. 
So all the folks that are still wrapping up their all the folks that are wrapping up their um, lunch, we're going to be heading down to the sessions in a second. But we do have one announcement, one change with regards to this evening. I'm actually going to let Richard make that so that you'll not miss the entertainment tonight. Okay, the bus leaves here at five. Starting at five o'clock, probably going to stagger the buses, but make sure it's at six o'clock, and make sure you you stay here at the ballroom entrance here for boarding the buses. Also, there's a little uh, mistake between the online uh, web uh, agenda and the uh, print agenda. The uh, breaks are only 15 minutes, not half an hour. Okay, so make sure. Just follow the, the, the guide itself. Don't follow the website. I don't remember that we've had a break yet. You had a break. You just had 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yes, really. So um, before we wrap up, I want to take one, one minute to, 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 for a big personal thank you to Mary Beth Raven for all, for all that she's doing for the community and each one of us time and time again in all of the years at IBM. So thank you very much, Mary Beth Raven, and best of luck. To whatever you do and wherever you go, you will be successful. Good luck. Yes, yes good, good luck. luck. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was This Week in Lotus, live from Ender Moon, number 66. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This Week in Lotus is proud to be sponsored by Sonos. Sonos allows you to stream all the music on Earth wirelessly in any room. With a big sound from the latest Play 3 player in a compact size and at a price you've never seen before, just $299 per unit. Control it wirelessly with your Android or iOS device. Get free two-day shipping with a special promo code available only for This Week in Lotus. Go to thisweekinlotus.com slash Sonos for more information. Mom, I made the big time. There's a certain uh, comfort in being anonymous. Test. Hello. All right, we ready? Ready for what? <laughs> Anything. <laughs> but there's also one that Mr. Lisa Duke, Darren, because I'm the designated loud person, and live from MW Log uh, 2011, and then the crowd goes wild. And for this one, we actually have a crowd. Usually, we have two or three people. So this is actually <laughs> this is actually a big crowd. And we can show them that the people in the Midwest are not just cheeseheads. You actually get loud. <laughs>